Cousin Jared, we are back for baseball Thursday, September 28th, your last baseball show of the season, our second to last baseball show of the season here before we shift into exclusive football until college basketball comes back. Yeah, I, I don't know where where has the time gone. I, I really don't know where, where has the time gone. You know, I, I think there is something to that time travels faster as you get older. Oh, yeah. And it makes sense because each day is a smaller percentage of your life. And yes. so it yeah. just, it, it really does feel like it flies because of, of the amount of time you have. It's, it's, it's one of those weird math quirks, right? Yep. Um, that, that, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, the time has really flown this year. It's been uh, a pretty solid season for the most yep. part. Uh, I feel like no complaints from myself. Uh, getting the grades and the totals here at the end of the season is something I'm excited for for next year. I know you are as well. Oh, yeah. Any Anytime there's totals involved, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon. Well, actually, I'm, I'm under the moon, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so far, uh, at least this week, the A grade totals, uh, five, one, and two. And so again, it's been um, a good thing. Almost, yeah, almost like the, the grades are, are working as intended. Almost like they're working as intended. Uh, we've got a nice Thursday full of baseball from start to finish of the day, basically. Uh, we're going to kick it off 1 10 p.m. Eastern with the A's and the Twins. Uh, they're playing right now. Uh, A's have scored a few more runs than we expected. Uh, and this one, this game's not over yet, so we'll you know can't really talk about the fact that we did cover this game yesterday. Don't know how it's going to play out yet if the over is going to hit or not. Um, quick turnaround here, Thursday afternoon. Luis Medina, Sunny Gray. Uh, everyone, take note if you're betting this one, make sure you're looking at uh, you know the starting pitcher situation here. L- Luis Medina has had an opener, uh, I believe, a couple times this season. Um, y- Sunny Gray obviously won't, so no worries on that one. Just something to keep in mind. You never really know when, with these young guys with these teams what they'll do in these situations. Just kind of keep that, keep note of that. Um, otherwise, though, massive starting pitcher hedge behind Sunny Gray. A 280 ERA, quietly just a, an incredible pitcher, a guy we've talked about, a lot of these Twins pitchers. Uh, this Twins team, I think, better than their record because of all those pitching injuries. Uh, fit for Sunny Gray, 25, XFIP 366. I mean, every bit deserving of that grade in the 70s Luis Medina 564 ERA they've been xFIP in the upper four so maybe not quite as bad he's a, a little bit better than some of the a starters but uh definitely not not a great one of course we all know the A's relievers have been their biggest undoing all season mm-hmm. it's why you're never out of the game when you're playing the A's um yeah. offense again I don't know how many times we talked about it this A's offense is bad and look lo and behold look at that offensive grade basically a 90. I mean, I, I, it's crazy to think how terrible this team is. Yeah, and, and, and I like to run a ninety. Yeah, and I like how uh, well, at least throughout the season, when you started putting grades on first five picks, uh, that was beneficial because then it was like anytime we can generally exclude the A's bullpen, uh, it, it all of a sudden it becomes much more enjoyable to to back the A's. Yeah, well, almost, it, and it wasn't exactly, but it did kind of become a thing where it's like, if you're looking to back the A's, do it first five. If you're looking to fade, take the full game. And, yeah. and the, the market knew that as well. But again, the reason we have the probabilities is my model, based off my math, based off of seeing these relievers, did not think that the markets were separating them enough. And I've noticed this with these bigger odds. The market tends to treat the probability you win the first five in the full game as similar. And, and I don't think that's accurate because... It's just like we talk about football all the time. How do you, or, or college basketball, right? What's the biggest way to pull an upset in college basketball 
why we always talk about why Virginia shouldn't play slow for all those years, right? Minimize the possessions. Wonky things happen. Yep. You pull the upset. College football, same thing. That's why Sam Houston plays so slow. They know if they play fast. That's why we always talk talked about Nick Saban. It was so crazy. He was so anti going so fast. Cause like, if you're good, you want more possessions, right? right? It's the right, same thing yeah. here. You don't have possessions. Like you do in football and basketball, you have innings. And I don't think the book's quite adjusted very well for that first five. It's like, there needed to be a bigger gap here. The yeah. A's, if you're going to play them, it's much better. First five. If you're going to fade them, it's much better full game. We're going to fade them here at least one last time. I don't know how many more chances we'll get at reasonable prices. Twins minus one is an eight grade play up minus one ninety five. Model says the Twins win 76% of the time. The A-grade price on the money line is minus 263. The current price minus 255. So just ekes into an A-grade. Run line, A-grade price minus 121. Actual price minus 122. So a B plus, 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 plus. When you combine them, it works out probabilistically where it just ekes into that A-grade threshold. Whether it's run line, money line, minus one. Twins are pretty strong play. And again, Probably not as much on the full on the first five because the twins have a better chance of hanging around. But over the full game, we like their chances to get it done, whether it's early or late. Cousin Jared, what do you got on this one? Uh, last time I was on the show, I talked about how much fun it's been backing the twins uh, this season. I talked about enjoying backing Pablo Lopez, but Sonny Gray is one of the other pitchers that I have thoroughly enjoyed backing this year uh, when he's taking the mound for the twins. So that's the biggest thing here. And I feel like I kind of have to eat crow because I said the A's would somehow win 60 games. And uh, by golly, they did everything they could to prove me wrong on, on that one. But somehow we were extremely profitable uh, fading the A's and backing the A's at the same time this year. One of the teams, I mean, good teams win, great teams cover. And so the A's have been uh, great in, in my eyes this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, of note here, I was thinking about this just as a, again, we are trying to be some of an educational show as well. Some of you may already know this, but I, I was thinking about this today. One of the reasons why people I think are afraid of bigger odds is, I mean, there's obviously every, the, the big thing where everyone knows like big minus odds aren't fun because your payouts are very big, big plus odds, right? You're, you're scared. You're just never going to hit one, right? So uh, mm -hmm. that aside, something from a mathematical standpoint to think about here is we have to remember that around even money, every nickel difference in price is about a 1% shift in probability. We haven't talked about this much. We talked about it early season. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but just as a reminder for people, the further away you get from even money, that 1% probability needs a bigger jump. And so the jumps in price, they cost you the same amount from your wallet, but they don't benefit you the same. And so that's the thing to keep mm -hmm. in mind here. The a grade threshold for this money line at 263 B grades minus 292. If this was closer to even money, it would not be 30 cents apart, but you need a 30 cent differential. That's 2%. The difference between A grade and B grade in my model is 2%. So that 2% cost takes you 30 cents, but around even money, 2% costs you less than 10 cents. Mm -hmm. And so it's just something to kind of for people to keep in the back of their mind that you pay the same price, but it doesn't translate to the same in probability. It's a fun math thing, uh, but just something to keep in mind here. It's kind of one of the reasons why uh, we like doing the minus one saves you on the price a little bit. I personally just hate the minus one and a half. I feel like if it's a tight game, I don't know what to root for. So that's just my rule. Cousin Jared, uh, I'm curious, what is your approach to this game? Personally, the money line, the run line, or the minus one? Uh, probably the minus one uh, with like we talked about how bad that A's bullpen is. Uh, I, I'm willing to take the risk at pushing if the Twins – um, if the twins win by one, uh, yeah. And, and, and especially like I said, A's bullpen being very, very, I'm going to go with 
uh, not good. And this doesn't quite meet my threshold, not a high enough total for me to lay a run and a half, which I like to do if the total is up around double digits. So not quite enough runs in this game for me to do this one. But yeah, it's just too steep on, on the money line, minus 255, where I can guarantee so a push at minus one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good there to save the, because again, you're not changing the probability, you are changing the actual amount of money that you're <laughs> that you're saving yeah. in the move in those sense. So moving from 195 or 255 to 195 is good. I personally, I'm, I'm like, I like the minus one here. It is a little bit steeper than the run line, but personally, it, I like that protection of if it gets light, you know, I could just root for them to win and move on with life, yeah. get my yeah. money back. Uh, if you want to be a little more aggressive though, run line again, right now, a B plus, 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 plus pick. Definitely worth something to uh, have on your card here for Thursday afternoon, which takes us to another Thursday afternoon game. Royals at the Tigers. Uh, for the first time all season, a pitcher's name too long for me to fit on the slides. SGL, <laughs> Sawyer Gibson Long. I could not fit Gibson Long. Then I was like, man, I don't want like, to offend anybody. I don't know if he'd rather mm -hmm. go by Gibson Long. He has both. So I'm just going to go with mm -hmm. SGL. That's what he'll forever be known as until he calls us and tells us, don't call him that. Um, <laughs> 240 ERA in his 15 innings this season. We talked about it last time. I, I'm really high on this guy. Uh, 95 grade for a prospect is fantastic. Tigers got young, good pitching, just like they're growing off of trees. It's crazy wow. uh, what they can do there. Their issue, of course, has been the bats just didn't quite going enough to keep them in an AL Central that, because of all the Twins injuries, could have been there for the taking for the Tigers to kind of randomly hang in there and make that a race. Yeah. Almost like the Reds were able to do in the central for a while before the Brewers really pulled away. Couldn't quite get it done. Those bats aren't very good. Bats better than the Royals, though. Cole Reagan's have been quite a success story here this last couple of months for the Royals. Uh, my good Rangers friend, uh, given all their injuries, has asked if they could have him back. I told him, unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, that's not the way the Royals work. Royals relievers, not very good. I love Cole Reagan's. The issue here is that he's the only edge the Royals have in this game. It's not even in Kansas City. And we're getting a pretty good price on the Tigers here. Minus 108. B grade pick. A grade threshold would be basically even money or better. So minus 108, still pretty good value. Cousin Jared, the people I think are going to ask, say, how can you fade Cole Reagans? What's your response? Well, my response is that uh, I, like you, am, am high on Gibson Long. I have been impressed with what I've seen so far. Maybe I'm just getting carried away uh, with small sample size. But to your point, when you come into the league and Sideline has already given you a 95 rating, uh, that's telling me that Sideline's seeing something as well. So yeah. uh, that's the number one thing I, I, I'm impressed with, with what I've seen from him. The other thing is the Royals are just an awful team. I mean, they're an awful team. They're other, uh, other than playing the Astros, apparently. Well, that's neither here nor there, uh, but especially outside, <laughs> excluding the last series against the Astros, the uh, Royals are 20 and 56 on the road for the season. Uh, yeah, it's just not good. They don't they don't play well enough away from home. Of, of course, uh, funny enough, the Detroit Tigers are actually above 500 team on the uh, road this year, but a sub 500 team at home. Uh, I thought that was interesting. But anyway, yeah, so it's really just the fact that um, Gibson Long, I like what I've seen from him. The Royals are terrible on the road. And uh, like you said, every other advantage points to to the Tigers here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think there's value on this pick in that we are placing our faith in a young pitcher who does only have 15 innings, but the model's very high on. I guess yeah. a pitcher that everyone's been riding is hot. We like him. 
but I think people are overvaluing that and not realizing yeah. that the guy on the that he'll be opposing is pretty good. If you yeah. disagree with that take, then you probably don't think there's any value in this game. So we sometimes try to talk about, hey, we're not trying to tell everyone exactly what to do. We're telling you why we like what we like. And that's the case. If you, for whatever reason, you look at Sawyer Gibson Long, who again, it's a small sample size, but 266 FIP. So it's not like it's, you know, just smoke and mirrors, good projection using his minor league data. Um, a, a guy, you know, we're high, but if, if you aren't, then you probably don't think there's value in this game. But that's kind of where we're taking advantage of, hey, how many more opportunities are we going to have to back this guy? He's a guy I can see having a lot of off-season hype uh, entering the Tigers rotation next year. I can see the Tigers in general having a lot of off-season hype. Yep. Um, they, they always seem to have good young pitchers. Between Gibson Long, Scooble, and a couple of other guys, yep. uh, they should be set in the rotation. The relievers have always been solid. Yep. Uh, so it, it's a team that's got some promise here. Uh, and and so not to say that Cole Reagans doesn't. It's just, again, everywhere else, the Tigers will have an advantage, especially in the bullpen. That helps out a lot because it's not like they, they need Gibson Long to do more than the five innings that he's gone in his first three yep. starts. He yep. gets some five turns over to a good bullpen. We got a shot here with the Tigers at home. Uh, of note, Cole Reagans, last two starts out, 12 innings, seven runs, and two starts against the Astros. Kind of is what it is. I'm not really saying that's good or bad, just pointing out. Um, he did have to face the Astros, didn't do great against them. Tigers bats not as good. So it's not like I'm expecting him to give up five runs against the Tigers. It's just that again, he can give up a few runs. The Tigers don't need to get too many off of him. And again, the Tigers will be able to face the Royals bullpen, which is yeah. a huge advantage in any game. Yeah. Uh to the night games here, Marlins at Met, 7:10 p.m. Jesus Lazardo will face off against David Peterson. Lazardo 377 ERA. Underlying metrics line up exactly with that. He's been a pitcher that's been very up and down as someone who rosters him in fantasy has had some stretches where it's like, this guy's going to win a freaking Cy Young before his career's done. And then mm -hmm. times you're like, he's not going to finish, you know, two, <laughs> two more seasons in the major leagues, yeah. but on the whole, it's been pretty good. Gets an 87 grade. You just never know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Uh, David Peterson, a guy last time we talked about, it, and it is no different. If you look at ERA, you have to be really concerned with David Peterson, 537 ERA. If you like FIP, you say, meh, 445 ERA, but if you're an XFIP kind of guy, and I have to wonder with David Peterson, if the XFIP is a little bit more telling, that FIP being higher than the XFIP means his home run rate is a little bit higher, you don't expect that in a very pitcher-friendly city park. And so I'm a little bit higher on him in his home starts because the he's given a bunch of home runs. I don't think that's going to hold as much there. On the road, I don't know. On the road, there are theories, there's the long arguments between FIP and XFIP. Mm -hmm. You know, is he going to have a higher home run rate, et cetera, away from home at different parks? But, but City feels pretty pitcher friendly. So I'm a little bit higher on him at home. Both these offenses, Matt, bullpens, Marlins, okay, Mets, not. That's kind of the biggest concern with this under. But in general, you got a pitcher friendly ballpark, upper 50s, wind blowing in at 10 miles an hour. It's going to set up to play like the old polo grounds basically mm -hmm. there in, in New York on Thursday night. under seven and a half plus one Oh five gets, it's kind of a C plus grade here. Model says 7.2, but the uh, plus odds here are really enticing. In reality, this feels again, it's like right on the threshold of a B grade, given those plus odds. Uh, Cousin Jared, you had a bunch of games to pick from for a uh, a bunch, a handful mm -hmm. of the totals. This is the total that jumped out to you. Tell us why. Well, first of all, you, you mentioned there's a lot of arguments about FIP and XFIP online. 
I just got this uh, vision of the professors sitting at like some sabermetric subreddit uh, arguing about the benefits of XFIP and FIP with other people, similar minded people uh, on the internet. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah. So Thankfully that's not happening. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, if you thought that I was going to leave my last appearance on this show mm. without taking it under, then you are completely incorrect and getting <laughs> an, an under seven and a half at plus odds. This is like mm. a dream uh, come mm. true for me. You mentioned the weather, all that stuff. Peterson, uh, you know, about his, his home runs, depending on whether you look at XFIP or home runs allowed, whether you look at XFIP or FIP. Doesn't really matter in my opinion because the weather is going to be helping that mm. as well. You got a big yeah. double digit weather adjustment based on what sidelines seeing right now. Uh, the Marlins offense, you know, is the Marlins offense. So to me, this was just two pretty good pitchers, uh, solid pitchers, uh, good weather, and a, a chance to take an under at plus odds. That's that's really all all that I need. This is a fly ball pitcher's dream to play. Mm at a park like city field. That's got some extra foul ground, maybe not quite as much as Oakland, but mm-hmm. it's got a lot of foul ground there. Wind blowing in cold night, get yeah. pop-ups. They're likely to be more likely to be caught in foul ground. They're more likely to be caught in the outfield routine yeah. flight. Home runs are going to turn into deep fly balls that are caught. They're going to be hung up in the wind along the outfield catcher room for a fly ball pitcher. This is your dream. And that's kind of been Peterson's a little bit undoing, uh, but I don't think that's going to be a problem here tonight. You also have to look at the Marlins. You know, there is a guy like Solaire who can hit the ball a country mile. But the Marlins don't have a ton of guys like that. If you're facing a team just up and down the lineup, you know, I kind of think the Padres. The Padres have like four or five guys. You feel like you yeah. hit a ball a mile, and it doesn't really matter what the weather is. You know, it, it, the weather's just going to change it from being 440 to 400, right? Right, uh, right. Marlins, I don't think, have a ton of guys like that, you know, that are just going to – just destroy a ball. So again, it, yeah. weather should really help out. So under seven and a half there at plus odds, which takes to our pitcher prop of the day. We're going Luke Weaver under four and a half strikeouts. It's juiced enough so that our friends at outlier dot bet do not believe it to be a plus expected value play. I think it's a strong investment though. You can see he's gone under this number 58% of the time. Jay's not a heavy strikeout team. Luke Weaver pitched really well last time out. Don't really know what that was about. That was very surprising. But what I will say is he didn't have a lot of strikeouts in that in that uh, appearance. Uh, pretty low strikeout guy in general. Cousin Jared, thoughts from you? I mean, I, I think that Luke Weaver is somewhere in like the 22nd percentile of, uh, you know, throwing strikeouts this season. That's not good. Uh, it, it's not very good. And it lends itself to going uh, under a number like four and a half. And then you've got the Blue Jays offense, which just in general tends to not strike out too much. They're one of the better teams at avoiding striking out. So uh, you would also think that being in the season, these guys probably have a relatively short hook. I don't think they're going to leave, you know, a guy like Luke Weaver out there for seven innings just to eat up innings for, for no reason. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think Luke Weaver's the guy to go over four and a half against this Blue Jays offense. Yeah, Blue Jays, 11th of the season in strikeout rate versus right-handed pitching, 8th in the last 30 days. So, again, like kind of you know, a team that doesn't really strike out a ton, hasn't struck out a lot uh, against against a righty here. A little bit of juice, but worth the investment, we think, here on Thursday. We'll see if we can keep rolling with the pitcher props. Uh, again, outlier.bet slash professor, seven-day free trial to check out all the player props. Tons of plus expected value plays on pitchers, hitters, other sports, all sorts of goodies. Otherwise, that'll do it for us here. Cousin Jared, parting words. I'll be back on opening day, and I'll make the same joke that I've made two years in a row, that the grass is green, the birds are chirping, and my allergies are killing me, so it must be baseball season. 
So we'll see you in about six months. What's the? You gotta find a joke for the end of the season, right? The the grass is the grass is worn, and the, and the birds are like. I would, I, would, I would love to tell you that there is a cool breeze in the air. Fall is mm. upon us, uh, but it's not the case. It's still hot. Uh, here you're living right. in the wrong place for, yeah, I am yeah, living, it's, living it's not the, the yeah. there are a lot of people around the country who are able to say yeah. that this time of year but unfortunately not, not I, I are not yeah. next year I will be one of those I'll be able to say yeah. that, but yeah. yeah you will not unfortunately no. so uh that'll do us here for this baseball show again check us out on Dub Club, all sorts of benefits. They're costing her $1 a day because you are about to run through the rest mm-hmm. of the entire college ball slate we're going to be up probably to about 3 a.m doing that is, is my guess <laughs> so right. it'll be It'll be good times over there. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, best of luck. We'll see y'all later.